Ladies and gentlemen, this is your favorite Canadian, Rico, back at it again. You are tuned in to BFPN, Buffalo Fanatics Podcast Network, home to seven days a week of Buffalo Bills content, news, updates, analysis, you name it, we got it, seven days a week. So sit back, relax, turn up the volume. It's BFPN, Buffalo Fanatics Podcast Network. What is going on, Bills Mafia? The proud fans of a Buffalo Bills football team that is 6-2 in the 2020 NFL season. A very weird COVID season, but a season nonetheless that has found the New England Patriots finally knocked off officially the top of the hill, as we have always said. In order to be the man, you've got to beat the man. And well, even though it didn't look necessarily the way that I wanted it to look, It didn't look the way that I had hoped it would look or that I felt that it needed to look. The reality is, is your Buffalo Bills are now officially on top of the AFC East. They've got a stranglehold on the division by knocking off the New England Patriots at home by a final score of 24 to 21. And before we get into all of what that entails and my feelings on this football game, which It's been interesting reading Twitter and just kind of getting a feel for where everybody's at. But I want want you to to know what what I feel. We're going to go through this podcast, and then I'm going to read your tweets. That's what we do every week after a Buffalo Bills football game, win or lose. We take an accounting, if you will, of where Bills Mafia is and how Bills Mafia is feeling in the moment. However, before we do that, I need to say, because I'm supposed to, Welcome to the Overreaction Bills podcast brought to you by the Market Dominator on the Buffalo Fanatics podcast network. I am your host, the voice of the Overreaction Bills podcast. My name is Joe Miller, and you can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. And regardless of where this podcast finds you, whether it finds you around a cup of coffee on Victory Monday or Victory Tuesday or Victory Wednesday or Victory Thursday or Victory Friday, or it finds you on the on the road, in the car, on the way to work. Or it finds you at the gym with your AirPods in. Let me just say welcome. And as always, it is nothing but a tremendous pleasure to have you joining me, listening to me, uh, tuned in to what I have to say in regards to how the Buffalo Bills played on Sunday against the Patriots. And I also want to I want I want to welcome, if you will, all of the new listeners. I, this this podcast is growing at a tremendous rate. And I'll be honest with you, it's humbling because I don't think that, I don't know, I don't think that I'm any different than any of you guys. The the, the honest to God's truth, and I've said this a hundred times, is I just feel like I'm a fan who's wanting to talk to you about the way fans feel, right? And I just, I feel like that resonates with people. We don't, as much as the show is called overreaction because that's what we as Bills fans do, we don't tend to overreact too much. We tend to we tend to be pretty much just calling out what needs to be called out. However, as I said, it's just great to have you joining me on the Overreaction Bills podcast brought to you by the Market Dominator. Who is the Market Dominator, you may ask? Well, the Market Dominator is none other than my very, very great friend, John Spazcheck. Love you, John. One of my besties. John is a real estate broker here in Western New York, but the truth be told, he can actually help you no matter where you live. He is a real estate broker with Keller uh, Keller Williams Realty, which is the largest real estate company in the world, in the world. And John is consistently ranked in the top of real estate brokers in Western New York. He opens the door through uh, exceptional client care and education, and he not only helps you sell your home for top dollar, but he leads you through the entire transition of selling and buying your home as a life transition specialist. I don't know if you've ever bought and sold or sold and bought a house. It's not exactly fun. It's not easy. 
getting kids transferred from school to school. If you're moving districts, sometimes you need to negotiate early occupancy like me and my family did when we moved back to Lakeview. When we moved back to Buffalo in 2018, John was there for us. Look, if you're looking to buy a house, if you're looking to sell a house, you need to call the best. In this market specifically, you need to call the best. Don't leave anything to chance. And John and his team are the best. Not only did John get me in my house, sidebar, uh, just to prolong this thing, not only did John get me into my house, I just refied. So his team got me refinanced at 2.75%. How's that? That's, that is below, that is like free money. So if you know anything about economics and I went to school for business, that's legit lower than the, than, than the actual rate of inflation, the natural rate of inflation. So yeah, give John and his team a call. You can reach John at 716-570-3298. That number again, 716-570-3298. Or if you'd like, you can email him, youreliteBroker at gmail.com. He's also on Twitter. You can hit him up there. Whatever you do, call him, email him, get a hold of him, and make sure you let him know that the voice sent you. One other small piece of house cleaning that we have to do before we really get this thing underway. Whatever platform that you are listening to this podcast on, please do me a favor. Please subscribe. Please review it. And please rate this podcast if you enjoy it, if you like it. What that does is that helps this podcast to grow. Also, if you found it on Twitter, please retweet it maybe make a comment about it or if you found it on facebook share it um let's let's grow this thing even bigger than it's already gotten um i would very much appreciate it i'm just looking for a little bit of love just a little bit of love so if you could do me that solid that would be as they say amazing now to the football game as i said and i was just watching a little bit of the rico report that airs the post game rico report that airs on the buffalo fanatics multicast network with your host, Rico, who is the man. He's my guy. And I, I came into this post-game show, overreaction show, not happy. <laughs> the Buffalo Bills have beaten the New England Patriots for the first time in, well, they, they lost the last seven. So does this mean the first time in eight games? That's what that means, right? So this is the eighth game. So this is the first time they've beaten the Patriots in eight games. This is probably the first time, as much as we thought that every other single time the Bills beat the Patriots, that it was somehow significant, other than possibly the Jacoby, Jacoby Brissett game. As much as that is true, the reality is, is those were not significant wins. This is potentially a very significant win. This game gives the Bills a proverbial stranglehold on the AFC East. The Bills are now, what, 4-0 in the AFC East, right? They have one game left against the Dolphins, who started Tua. They've benched Fitzy. We've got one more game against the Patriots, who, let's be honest, are one of the worst football teams in the NFL. I know what their record says. I know they've got Bill Belichick. To be honest with you, Bill Belichick is the only reason that this football team puts up a fight. Their defense, regardless of the fact that half of them op opted out, Stephon Gilmore did not play as well, that defense is still a very good defense. I don't know how the man does it. I, honest to God, don't know how Bill Belichick does what Bill Belichick does, but that is why you you can, there's not even an, an argument. He is the greatest head coach to ever coach NFL football. I, whether he's cheating, whether he's just that smart, whether the culture that he builds and this whole Patriot way and do your job thing just resonates, which is always weird to me because it seems like when the players leave the Patriots, that doesn't carry with them. Make no mistake, though, Bill, Bill Belichick is the greatest head coach to ever coach an NFL football game. He is the best. But that team is not good. They are not good on offense at all. They have no wide receivers. I mean, you're talking about a team that I don't know who this Harris kid is. He ran like a, like a freight train. Burkhead was out there doing Burkhead things. It's amazing to me, Rex Burkhead is like the biggest enigma in the world. You're talking about a guy that can't win the starting job, but whenever they put him in, in spell scenarios, he trucks the entire defense of whatever team they're playing. Cam Newton is Cam Newton. There's something going on with Cam Newton, but there's also something going on with Josh Allen. And I don't, I don't know what that is either. You know, I speculated that he was feeling better from his shoulder. Maybe he heard it or reheard it again today, or I'm sorry, today in that football game. But that is just, they're not a great football team, period, end of story. So the Bills came out of this football game with a proverbial stranglehold on the AFC East. 
and you would expect that I would be happy. But my expectations were much higher. My expectations were that they would come out and they would push the bully into the dirt and punch him in the face, much like all the memes and the gifts that we saw coming into this game from the Christmas story and Ralphie finally taking it to Scott Farkas. And I guess you could say that sometimes it isn't just a matter of a all of a sudden punch him in the face and I beat the crap out of him. Maybe it's a a jab here and a jab there and then someday you just kind of take over. It just doesn't seem very convincing to me. However, it's a W. It's a win. The Bills are now, as we said, 6-2, and 4-0 oh in the division. It's a dub. It's a, it's a W. It's a win. But if I had to talk about it, I'm not going to have a crap ton of positive takeaways outside of the way that the running backs played. If you want to talk about a game where you play down, if, if there's a phrase, which there is, about that, that is basically playing down to your competition, if it had a definition, that football game was it. And they did it a week prior against the Jets. And I don't take much solace in that because they don't really play up to their opponents either if you take into consideration the Titans and the Chiefs. Now, I know the Titans game brought with it its own set of challenges, a Tuesday game in Tennessee against a team that had two and a half weeks off and time to prepare for the Bills. And the Bills clearly did not want to play in that football game. And for some reason, for some reason, we seem to have a recurring theme that the Bills now can't play in weather. That somehow rain is Josh Allen and this offense is kryptonite if you look at the Chiefs game and again, this Patriots football game. But I honestly don't know who this football team is right now, speaking of the Buffalo Bills. And I'm not sure they know who they are either. On offense or on defense. They're clearly, clearly trying to find themselves on defense and they're having a very, very difficult time. But you're talking about a football game or a football team, if you will, that the first four games of the season, they were in fuego. They looked confident. They looked like they had a plan. They looked like they knew exactly what they were preparing for. They knew exactly what was coming. They knew exactly what they were going to do. And on on some levels, they didn't even care. They were just going to go out there and execute whatever they wanted to execute. And now on offense for the last four games, the second half of this season so far, they look like they can't do anything that they're guessing and they're a little bit confused about what they're supposed to be doing and when they look a little skittish. Dare I say they look a little 2019 where it leaves us as fans and probably the coaching staff scratching our heads saying, what was that? But it honestly doesn't leave me with a ton of confidence at six, even at six and two, knowing that the, what the rest of this schedule looks like with the Seattle Seahawks coming to town next week. Oh, by the way, we still have to play the Chargers. Oh, by the way, we still have to play the 49ers. Oh, by the way, we have to play the Patriots again. Oh, by the way, we have to play the Miami Dolphins. Oh, by the way, I think we have to play the Steelers. It just doesn't leave me with a whole lot of confidence that this team is going to find some way to pull it together. Does that mean they won't? No, I'm not saying that. So don't get don't get lost on me. I'm not trying to be completely negative. The Bills are 6-2. and two. They're 4-0 in the division. We have a lot to be excited about. We have a lot to be happy about. At this point, it's nearly impossible for the Bills not to win the AFC East. Is it? It's not improbable, but it's nearly impossible. That's big. The Bills potentially won the AFC East in that football game against the Patriots. I'm not saying they won it. They essentially or pretty much pretty much put it to bed. Like you go six and zero in your division or five and one, you're pretty much going to win your division. And I don't necessarily need the excuses. I mean, good teams are supposed to win regardless of the weather, regardless of who they're playing, regardless of the game plan, regardless of injuries, regardless of what's going on. And this football team won. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not trying to be overly down and overly negative. I just expect more. And I think that's okay. And I I think it's okay because we've seen it. I'm not expecting anything we haven't seen. And and, and you shouldn't feel bad about expecting more. 
This isn't the world that we lived in for 20 years with the guys on the radio talking about how great Pat Mahomes is or how great this quarterback is or how great that team is and why aren't the Bills like this team and why aren't the Bills like that team. This is a situation that's drastically, remarkably different. Different because of this. We've seen this defense with these players and these coordinators be a top three defense in the NFL. It's too, It's not too much to expect them to be a top three defense in the NFL. We've seen this offense this year be one of the best offenses in the NFL and Josh Allen be in the MVP talks. It's not too much to expect this offense to continue to be one of the best offenses in the NFL and Josh Allen remain in the MVP talk. We're not talking about expectations because the team sucks and they just can't give us what we want and we've never seen it. We're never going to get there. That's not this this is a whole different conversation. We're just asking them to give us what we've seen, what we know. We believe in you. Buffalo Bills, we believe Bills Mafia has your back. If we could be in the stadium, we would be. We believe in you. For God's sakes, believe in yourselves. And I think that's where I'm at with this football game. I wanted to come out of this football game and say the tide has finally turned. The king is dead. There's a new sheriff in town. But they didn't really give us a reason to feel like they're for real. Still. I'm 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 quickened. I'm immediately taken to like like the first, and this this is traditional of this Sean McDermott team, and I love Sean, so don't get the wrong idea. But I'm I'm taken to outside of the first four games of this season, right? Which I don't want to say were an anomaly, but outside of if you remove those first four games of the season, where the Bills came out and they just did what they wanted. Everything worked. Everything clicked. Josh Allen was confident. Josh Allen was in command. Dable seemed like he had a blueprint, like like he knew what the defenses were going to do and just basically put it to them. Outside of those four games, we have seen the Sean McDermott regime basically be, in the first quarter, a wait-and-see kind of posture. Let's just kind of see what they're going to do. Versus... The first four games of the season when that offense just came out and dictated. You know what? I don't care what you're going to do. Put anybody on the field you want. What are you going to play? You play man. I don't care. You can play zone. I don't care. You can put like four linebackers on the field. I don't care. You put six defensive backs on the field. I don't care. You play three down linemen, two down linemen, four down linemen. I don't care. I'm just going to throw the ball. I'm going to dictate. I'm going to do whatever I want to do because I know who I've got in my on my team. I know who I know who's on my squad, right? It's just It just seems like They've returned to that wait-and-see posture versus dictating, which the offense, by and large, was dictating through the first four games of the season. Again, as I said, it seems like we've gotten back the 2019 Buffalo Bills offense where a lot of times we just sit around going, wait, what was that? Like, what just happened? And as I'm still in my monologue and I haven't gotten to the defense yet, oh, this defense. (laughs) how I love to hate you or I hate to love you or whatever the saying would be that fits in this general scenario of displeasure. But I love so many players on this team because I know what you've been and what you could be. If you would just return to what it is that we once saw you be and know you can be again, if you would just believe in yourselves the way that I believe in you, I'm out of breath. (sighs) I remember the infuriation I used to feel watching Preston Brown trail receivers who already had the ball literally like eight yards past the line of scrimmage. Do you remember that those days? Like, so you would literally see like uh, the, the quarterback of the opposing team would drop back, throw a pass. He'd hit somebody on a crosser and there was Preston Brown. And you see Preston Brown's back chasing the, the guy with the ball across the field. And it would happen over and over again, very much similar to the same infuriation that I would feel every time George Wilson would get beaten over and over and over by pretty much any tight end that weighed 270 plus pounds and had a number in the high 80s. 
That's A.J. Klein to me. Why is this guy on a football field? A.J. Klein misses a tackle because he's trying to tackle a running back high. That's another thing, too. Like, they talk about fundamentals. I don't. I played football when I was a youngster. I don't remember any fundamental where it said, hey, tack, tackle the guy by the shoulders. That's your best bet. I think I counted no less than six or seven missed tackles in that football game where our defensive player was trying to tackle one of the no-name Patriot offensive quote-unquote weapons by the shoulder pads or up around the chest. Why aren't they going for these guys' legs? But A.J. Klein, like, tries to tackle. I don't remember. I think it was White. It might have been Wilson or Harris. or I don't even know these guys' names. I know I know White That's because he's been around forever. But he misses the tackle, and then the dude runs for, like, 21 or 27 yards. It's like, what is going on? This defense, eight games into the season, has four interceptions, five fumble recoveries, nine takeaways total. Halfway through the season. I just don't know if it's good enough. The Bills are going to make the playoffs. They're possibly going to get a home football football game. And it's quite possible there's not going to be a single fan in the stands. Which is just poetic justice. Not justice, but it's just icing on the cake at this point. This team has to be better. This defense has to do better. They have to be better. They have to start getting the ball out. They have to win the takeover ratio, the, the differentials. Have to. Have to. The story of this football game, for me, interestingly enough, and then I'm going to get to some stats. There were some decent plays. Uh, offensively, you know, the run game was incredible today. Uh, I want to talk about uh, Moss and Singletary real quick when we get into kind of some of their stats. Uh, there was the 141-yard pass play to Diggs with just an incredible run. Stephon Diggs, we've talked about it a lot. I mean, if you want to talk about positives, and that's what the story of this game is about, the positives, Stephon Diggs is the real deal, yo. Like, f- legit, the real deal. And I had to have a, a, a short interaction with somebody during the hump day hotline, I believe it was, this past Wednesday where somebody was just kind of like getting on Stefan Diggs and like kind of complaining about him. And I was like, can we just not do this as Bill's fans, as much as we love the guy on the bench, like, because that's who we are. Buffalo, Buffalo bills, mafia bills, people from Buffalo, like the sons and daughters of Buffalo are literally the people on the bench. Therefore we resonate and we connect with the guy on the bench like through and through. Can we just not do that with Stefan Diggs? This kid is a real talent. He's a real number one wide receiver in the NFL. He is worth every single penny that he's making right now and every single penny that the Bills are probably going to pay him when they re when they re-up him. He's quickly, has quickly become and is continued to be Josh Allen's best friend. And the greatest thing, greatest asset for a quarterback is a wide receiver that he trusts. Let's just not come down on Stefan Diggs. The man is a very good football player. What a run that was after that catch, that 41-yard pass to Diggs. And I wanted to believe, literally just wanted to believe, there was a story that I was writing for this football game. It was going to be poetic, almost novel-esque when you think about like the great novels and the great trilogies, you know, Lord of the Rings and things like that. There was like like Diggs had this this great run after catch and then like Zach Moss like busted through for the touchdown and that was going to be like like the the statement, like the dam had finally broken like on that Moss touchdown and that was it. The Bills never looked back. And this is the moment where, you know, the the Bills reign supreme and the era has begun. <laughs> Just it just didn't come together. It just did. It just didn't. It was shortly after that the Bills basically just were like, "Hey, do you want to score a touchdown?" Because like our guy just scored a touchdown, so we'll get out of the way if your guy wants to score a touchdown. Now I'm not saying he ran for an 80 yard touchdown, but would they go like 80 yards in like five plays all on the ground? I mean, it was just pathetic. So <laughs> the story of this football game brought to you by nobody. I don't know why I said that. The story of this football game for me was John Feliciano. Mongo showed up in forced and it was great to see. And I'm excited uh, just to kind of see what happens with this football team on offense, because I have felt by and large, this team has lacked personality, has lacked just kind of that character guy, that dude that kind of sets the tone. Feliciano, as we have always known, has always been that guy in that offensive line, and it showed in this football game. The defense still needs that guy. I'm hoping it's Jerry Hughes. I don't know. Uh, Jerry Hughes was kind of all over the place in this football game, which was good. He was somewhat effective, uh, but I didn't really see him, I don't know, set the tone. 
for lack of a better term, like there wasn't an aspect of like Jerry Hughes, Jerry Hughes, Jerry, whereas John Feliciano, every time he turned around, he was like making some key block on a guy. And oh, by the way, what perfect timing, right? Holy crap. What perfect, incredibly unbelievable timing. John Feliciano coming back as Moss, uh, as Morris, rather Mitch Morris has another concussion, which is a little bit worrisome. The last concussion he got kept him out. I think it was for like four games or five games. So John Feliciano is very, very, very much appreciated to be back. We love you, Mongo. Uh, please don't ever leave us ever again. Uh, we we love you that much. But John Feliciano, to me, is the story of this football game. As John Feliciano, Feliciano kind of went, so did this football team, uh, this offense. It was great to see him back out there. It was great to have him back. Um, I want to talk stats real quick, if I may. Uh, so I'm navigating there now. Uh, so in this football game, Cam Newton, who, you know what? I don't know what we were worried about. This Cam Newton guy isn't that good of a football player at this point, at least anymore. The Bills, by and large, you know, bottled him up. I mean, he had he was 15 to 25 for 174 yards passing. It doesn't seem like he had that many passing yards, right? Now, they, they did a very good job, and this is where it gets surprising because through about two and a half, three quarters of this football game, the Bills' defense was committed to stopping the run, and they did. And they did. It was it was actually quite a it was, it was it was just an incredible job. But at the end of the day, it's about the numbers that you finish with. And Damian Harris finished with 16 carries for 102 yards. Are you ready for a 6.4 yards per carry average? That's not good. Cam Newton was nine for 54, also averaged six yards per carry. It's I just this is literally what I'm talking about when I'm saying I'm not sure who this foot. I'm not sure this football team knows who they are. I'm just, because I would love I don't I didn't do the research and somebody will I would love to know what the, the yards per carry was in the first half because they bottled them up what changed I know there's a great deal of like they made some changes and they made some adjustments sure but you were putting eight guys in the box and there was a couple plays where they ran pitch outs, which shouldn't be surprising. That's the one of the oldest football plays in, in football. The Bills rarely ever run a pitch out and rare, like traditionally have never run pitch outs. They also ran some heavy, like heavy stuff and just ran this Harris kid up the middle and he would rush for 13 yards. It's like this isn't surprising stuff. Rex Burkhead. 6 of 26 for 4.3. Gunnar Olszewski, 1 for 6 yards. That's not great, yo. Like, that's not great. So what's at 180 yards on the ground? Receiving Jacoby Myers, who? (laughs) 6 of 58. Damian Bird. They kept making the connection. Damian Bird, who used to be in Carolina with Cam Newton. It's like, really? Because why didn't he end up in Buffalo? Because we we bring in every single Carolina Panther that's like ever been cut, waved, traded, or let walk. Like, somehow these guys always end up in Buffalo. Maybe he was, and I missed it. Damian Bird, a security blanket for Cam Newton, who used to be in Carolina with him. It's like, shut up. Just get over it. I'm so sick of the, I'm so, so sick of the announcers. James White was two for 35. Ryan Izzo, two for twenty-four, got clocked. Uh, that Damian Damian Harris kid got clocked too by uh, uh, by Dean Marlowe, which was beautiful. It was a thing of beauty. Um, but yeah, so inter- interestingly enough, the Bills stats. Josh Allen was he didn't have didn't throw the ball a lot, and and you know that's probably a testament to the weather. I live in Hamburg, uh, the south the suburb in the South Towns next to uh, Orchard Park. I live literally a stone's throw from the lake from the water. It was kind of windy, but not bad. It was it, the sun came out. It was it got colder through the game, but weather to me was this wasn't a situation of like we better not throw because the wind is really really bad. Like, but interestingly enough, there wasn't a whole lot of throwing going on. Josh Allen was eleven of eighteen for one hundred and fifty four yards. He threw an interception, but that interception that he threw, uh, to my uh, in my opinion, Diggs just turned the wrong way. Diggs was trying to play the boundary and Allen was trying to play the inside because uh, for all intents and purposes, you know, uh, whatchamacallit, Allen, I don't think cared about the clock, whereas Diggs was probably thinking like, no, I got to run to the boundary. Um, and I think you saw on the sideline with with with, with, with Diggs rather tapping his chest saying that was my fault. Um, I'm not going to put that on Josh Allen, which is interesting because Josh Allen has several interceptions this year and a, several of them, then several, several of those aren't even his fault. So Singletary rushing was 14 of 86 for a 6.1 yard average against the Patriots. The rushing, the rushes that we had 
were incredible against the Patriots. The Bills rushed for 180-something yards or 190 yards, almost broke 200 yards on the ground. Zach Moss had a day. Finally, we've been calling for the Zach Moss game (laughs) since the beginning of the season outside of when he was injured. Uh, Is this going to be the Zach Moss game, or is this going to be the Zach Moss game? Zach Moss, 14 carries, also, just like Devin, had 81 yards for 5.8 and two touchdowns. He looked he looked like he had some incredible vision in this football game. There was one play that I remember from Zach Moss where he like, I'm not exactly sure what happened, um, but he like, he ran to his right. He took the, he took the ball, ran to his right, wanted to find the hole. The hole had closed. And so he like, he like went more to his right and there was a defender standing right there. And I was like, bro, you didn't see that guy? Like, <laughs> so I still have my, my set, my little bit of questions about Zach Moss's vision, but yeah, Josh Allen was uh, 10 rushes for 23 yards. Uh, with a touchdown. Receiving Stephon Diggs, six receptions for 92 yards. Cole Beasley, two for 24. John Brown, one for 21. Kevin Tyler, one for 11. Devin Singletary, one for six. Gabe Davis uh, had that ball that he missed in the end zone, uh, which it was a tough pass. Josh Allen was kind of, you know, he was a little bit hurried and it maybe wasn't necessarily on point. As much as some other people were calling Gabe Davis out and saying that he should have caught that ball. It wasn't exactly the most easy ball to catch. Real quick, before I read your tweets. Funny thing. Um, I take notes, right? Which probably makes sense because I do a podcast. Um, first half, I have a bunch of notes. Second half, I didn't take any. Because <laughs> I was getting angry through the second half. And I was just like, you've got to be kidding me right now. I honest to goodness expected the Bills to to find some way to lose this football game. So I'm going to give you my first half notes and then just something that I kind of wrote about the second half briefly. Um, I thought Moss flashed in the first half. I thought it was great. Uh, Mitch Morse, as I said already, getting hurt. Um, it was, you know, getting Mongo back was just in time. Mongo is uh, John Feliciano, by the way. It seems like you have to give the obligatory uh, game baller MVP to, to Justin Zimmer for knocking that football out of cam's hands the punch out uh but i would i would have to i would argue you would give it to mongo like like john feliciano played a huge football game his presence was felt i felt the dbs were playing a little bit soft um i I, to me i think you test cam newton i think you commit to the run which the bills did early um and that but the dbs were playing i think they were just concerned about getting beat but you know it is what it is my this is a note that i have here i've seen enough of aj klein I'm sorry, AJ. I want to like you. I really do. I want to like every Buffalo Bill. Um, I paid a lot of attention to Milano's snaps, and it just seemed like there was many times where I was like, wait, is Milano hurt? And then he would be back in the game like shortly thereafter. Um, so clearly they were limiting Milano's snaps. I saw them play a lot of base 4-3, which the Bills have not done a whole lot of this year. Uh, I was actually kind of excited to see them play a base 4-3 quite a bit. Uh Interesting point to me in the first half, declining the second down penalty to make it third and eight. Uh, That speaks volumes, not only to what the Bills believed of the Patriots offense, but also what the Bills believe of their defense. Um, I felt there was a lot of mental mistakes. And this goes back again to my concern that this football team doesn't know who they are yet. Like we're eight games in, you're six and two, and this team is still trying to figure out like what, who are we? Like uh, Josh Allen, for instance, like running out of bounds, like getting that six yard sack where he just kind of ran out of bounds. It's like he forgot he had the ball in his hands and the sideline was coming. It's like, oh yeah, I got to throw the ball. And it was too late. Um, I did like very much so in the first half, the balance, the run to pass balance. And clearly the bills due to weather or whatever, Felt like they were going to have to come out and run the ball, and they did. That offensive line stepped up, and they played well. Uh, Brian Winters showed again why he shouldn't be playing on an NFL football team as he had several uh, missed blocks and several penalties, uh, unfortunate and bad timing penalties. Uh, again, I talked about the Allen pick, just a miscommunication. The halftime, the Bills were 7-6 with the 7-2-6, rather, with the lead. The only note, and then I'm going to get to your tweets, the only note that I have for the second half, I said, oh, the second half. <laughs> I stopped taking notes. The Bills seem like a team ready to take the game over and not look back, especially after Moss's second touchdown. But then the defense vanished again, and it didn't reappear until the punch out by Justin Zimmer. The short-armed journeyman practice squad player who was out grinding high draft picks. His play isn't perfect all the time, but he flashed several times in that football game. Ladies and gentlemen, Justin Zimmer saved that football game. And I think with some of the best tweets that I saw following this football game, some of the best tweets that I saw was how many times have the Patriots beaten us in a close game 
by like a punch out at the end or a fumble at the end or an untimely interception at the end or just something at the end where the Patriots just like, well, the Patriots do what the Patriots do and they just did what the Patriots done. And once again, they've beaten the Bills and people just saying that, you know what, I'm not going to apologize for this. And I think that's where I've landed. We are six and two, four and oh in the division. And Justin Zimmer made a play at the end of this football game that basically established the Bills as the more dominant football team. They kept it close. Hats off, if you will, to the Patriots. But at the end of the day, the Bills made the play that they needed to make to win a football game that was highly contested and potentially in doubt as the Patriots were charging the football field or charging down the field rather to either kick a field goal and send it into overtime or score a go-ahead touchdown. So uh, really, really proud and thankful for Justin Zimmer. By the way, his mom is also on Twitter. So I retweeted her tweet about her son, Justin, which was really, really cool. Uh, If you're on Twitter, go ahead and give her a follow. So with that, let's transition over to your guys' tweets and how you felt about this football game. And this is frankly my favorite part about the overreaction shows on Mondays is basically how Bill's Mafia is feeling. So without any further ado, interestingly enough this is the first time uh inside of my uh hey buffalo bills the tweet how are you feeling bills mafia that i ended up having conversations inside of conversations so like fans were conversing with each other inside of the thread which was kind of cool normally it's just a here's the tweet and then people react to it so keep bringing it i love the interaction i love the connection to all of you guys but the overreaction sp1 at overreaction sp1 overreaction sports tweet said okay bills mafia the bills have defeated the patriots for the first time in four years how we feeling after this win let me know reading your tweets on the overreaction podcast my guy my man my bestie heffy uh at j spence the king which all of you know is my co-host for the hump day hotline that airs on youtube as well as facebook and twitter every wednesday night 9 p.m eastern standard time on the buffalo fanatics uh multicast network it's also a uh a cross platform promotional whatever you want to call it uh event as my man uh jay spence is now with buffalo rumblings If you have nothing to do on Wednesdays, tune in and listen to uh, uh, Jay Spence and I talk about not only the last game that we had, but also the game coming up. So Jay Spence says, I'm annoyed. I feel you, brother, by the way. We don't look like a division leader. Or why don't we? Sorry. Why don't we look like a division leader? I think this is my problem. Like, this is the issue that I have. The Bills don't. When you look at other teams, whether it's the Rams or the Seahawks or the, you know, the Steelers or any division leader outside of the NFC East, like there's an aspect to like the way the team looks, right? They look, it's like, oh man, I don't want to play that team like that. But when you watch the bills, it's like they play down to people. Like, it's just strange. Why don't we look like a division leader? Why can't we dominate? Why doesn't our defense look anything like last year's? Can star opt back in? Can I fire Klein even though I'm not the general manager? Find out on next week's episode of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> I love you, Jay Spence. You're my guy. You'll always be my guy. Uh, Dibbity Dabbity at Dibbity Dabbity. Feels like the monkey is off the back. Huge win going forward the rest of the season. Uh, yes, it uh, it is definitely a very, very big work. Uh, big win, rather. Brock Vandermeer at Brock underscore Vandy. Never forget a win is a win. Did we look terrible at times? Yes. Did we show glimpses of the first four in the first four games or or first glimpses of the first four games? Yes. Take our dub and move along. I want to be there with you, bro. Brock, I want to be there with you. I'm just I'm struggling a little bit like I want to be confident. I was confident. That's the that's the the pinprick in this whole thing is the fact that going into that Titans game. I said it. I said it on my show. I said it on the Humpty hotline. I said it on the preview show. I'm confident. Like for the first time ever, I'm confident that this this Buffalo Bills football team can play against another good team and win. All that confidence for me is gone right now. All of it. That's just where I'm at. And it's just me. You don't have to be mad at me. It's just where I'm at. Dave Thorpe, huge friend, fan of the show, at Saxa Dave. The king is dead. Long live the new king. Far from ideal, leaves as many questions as answers. Good to see Feliciano back, but now Morse is out. Well, we got to see how long he's going to be out. It is concerning. Can anyone explain Klein? No, they can't, bro. Um, I'll milk beating the Pats for all I can. Six and two puts us in an excellent position to win the division. Enjoy. Dave, you're right, bro. Like literally that pretty much all but locks up the division for us uh, this early. So by week eight, the division is potentially almost locked up. 
uh, you know, barring uh, O and eight collapse, which would be monumental and epic of epic proportions. So C Dub at Chris Wells seventy three. Psychologically, this was a huge, or this was huge, no matter the circumstance. Six and two at the halfway point. If they can win one of the next two games, go into the bye at seven and three. Bills are in good shape. Ugly or not, a win remains a win. He's not wrong. Andrew Rott at Andrew Rott. I wanted to see, or what I wanted to see, not exactly. I was hoping for a, I think what he said was not what I wanted to see, not exactly. I was hoping for a dominant performance. That said, this team is not flawless, and this was not a flawless win. I'm hoping to see a game this season where we play really good, great game in all three phases of the game. It hasn't happened yet. Can I add to that, Andrew, for four quarters? Is it too much to ask for one football game in two years or three years where the team plays at an at, at, at an exceptional level for four straight quarters? Is it too much? I just, man, I just don't know. Chris Frampton at uh, C-U-N or C underscore F. So Chris Frampton at C underscore F. The word underscore is actually written out. That's pretty cool. So C underscore F. A win is a win is a win. Run the hell out of it. Get Josh throwing again when needed. Soar up the defense. Shore up the defense. Sorry. With a trade. Zimmer with the play of the year so far. Indeed. Absolutely. My fellow uh, Buffalo Fanatics uh, content creator, uh, Jeremy, uh, California Buffalo at Buffalonia. I, who is the host of the Bills Overdue with my man Cinco Damaxo? He says, I didn't think this was an ugly win, but it was an ugly game due to the weather. Score was too close for comfort. Both sides of the ball need some improvement. You're right on it, bro. You are right on it. You can catch uh, my man Jeremy every Saturday on YouTube live with uh, with Max, with Cinco de Maxo, who is also the man. Bailey, at Allen to Diggs. Sad how badly the, def- the defense really regressed. It was nice to see the run game actually come through when needed, and Josh had an efficient game and did what he needed to do to win. Would have been nice to have the Gabriel Davis TD on the scoreboard, or on the score sheet, though. I agree. I agree 110%. Uh, T. Jarilla, 21. So, at T. T. Rilla, at T. R. I. L. L. A. H. 21. Not being able to comfortably enjoy this game until 31 seconds left in the game is hard. It's hard. I agree. We did it finally. Found a way to win. And he's got the gif of, uh, tiger pumping his fist. Like, like, not the, not the, not, 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 not the monster pump fist, but just the yes pump of the fist by tiger. Uh, Steven Salerno says, blah, didn't deserve it. S Salerno, Steve, blah, didn't deserve it. And there were some comments and some reactions to that one, which was good. Henry Booth at Big Nasty 6424. A win is a win. Might have been ugly, but that's classic Bills football. Besides, we beat the bully finally. Yes, we did finally beat him. We just didn't, we didn't, we didn't, the bully didn't leave our backyard limping. The bully didn't leave our backyard with a black eye. The bully didn't leave our backyard with his, with his nose bleeding and his lip busted. That's the problem. The bully, the bully just basically went, all right, I'll go home. That's basically what happened. Nate Reichert, at Nate underscore Reichert 18. Glad we got a win. Division games are always tough, especially against the Patriots. It's good to see the run game step up. Edmonds had a positive game as well. Get A.J. Klein off this team. He's the biggest liability on defense. You're not going to get any argument from any of us, my friend. T. Estelle, at T-E-E. Uh, Stell, so T-E-E-S-T-E-L-L, T-E-S-T-E-L, at T-E-S-T-E-L. Uh, Buffalo Bills fans are never happy. We won against the team who had our number for years. Some will always have something negative to say. Some will always have something negative to say. Bring on the Seahawks. Go Bills. Six, six, two. Speaking of the Seahawks. <laughs> Speaking. Oh, my God. Speaking of the Seahawks. I was watching DK Metcalf highlights from that football game. The dude looks like Terrell Owens, and now I'm scared to death. And I've got DK on one of my fantasy teams. I don't, I don't know how the Bills cover that guy. I love, I love Trey White, but Trey White is not really who Trey White has been in the past. So Trey White is a lockdown corner, and oh, by the way, they got Tyler Lockett on the other side, and Greg Olson. Woof. DK's coming to town, you know. I'm more I'm more worried about T- DK Metcalf than than freaking R- Russell Wilson, but that's just me. Richard R- Richard Rush, my man, Richard Rush at Richard Rush Richard R Rush too, the number two. Personally, I don't care if it wasn't a blowout or people saying we should have won by twenty. This is a division win, four and zero, six and two overall. No matter what the food or no matter what the food tastes better and dessert tastes a little sweeter after a physical Bills win over the Patriots. We don't we haven't seen a lot of them in twenty years. 
We have not seen a lot of them in 20 years. So yes, my friend, I will take it as well. Buddy Mills at Buddy Mills underscore E-I-T. Excuse me. Uh, excited the Bills got uh, got to be the team that buried the Pats dynasty. In terms of the team, disappointed with their play, but happy they keep finding ways to win. This win gives an inside track to the East title and a chance to finally play well in a big moment. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. We're almost done. Uh, Bubba Forgel at Bubba Fogel. Uh, best feeling I've had since the playoff drought year after year after year watching the Patriots win wasn't pleasant ugly win but enjoyed as fans better than losing any day but not only better than losing but like this win is an ugly win you know the reality is is we got an ugly win and we're not three and four or three and three we got an ugly win and we're six and two right right come on now Buffalo ceilings at low buffa just enjoying the win which is not how i would normally react to a gm or to a game this ugly sorry so the overreaction is to just get all in all in my feels for today and ignore my brain bro it's victory monday let's get into it's a victory victory monday victory tuesday victory wednesday victory thursday victory friday it's a victory kind of week. MT or MT in Atlanta at MTATL. Okay, glad we won. Felt maybe the psychology of playing New England didn't help. A win is a win, but it still looks like the more recent offense uh, and not the first four games. There's work to do. Regardless, it was a must win. That's the second person said that they felt like the offense looked similar to the first four games. I didn't see it. That's just me. Mantis Jugger at Mantis Jugger. Glad we won. Just wish this team would stop playing down to the competition. There, You got my heart, bro. That's where I'm at. That was a bunch of practice squad players. I know the Bills are a playoff team. Need to get back to how they were playing weeks one through four. Mantis, I should just let you host this show because you and I are on the same page. Josh Dawsey, M-S-L-A-T-A-T-C. Wow. At J.K. Dawsey. Defense needs some work still, and the bye will, have, uh, will be crucial in getting us healthy. True story. Diehard Dan says at, or I should say at diehard underscore Dan says, any crash you can walk away from, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. It's a good thing there aren't style points. A win is a win, ugly as it may be. The defense has some serious questions to be answered. It's true. Phil Fargnoli at Fargnoli Phil. If Bean doesn't make a move to fix this defense, this team is going nowhere. The problem that I have, Phil, is I don't know who you go get. They need to get a, a, a havoc wreaker. Like, that's what I've been saying for the last two weeks. They need to find somebody that's going to wreak havoc on that defensive line or from that linebacker spot. And I just don't know who's out there. That was the thing about Jordan Phillips. Jordan Phillips was a cast off from Miami, and we picked him up off the waiver wire. And he was an instant impact player when he got here. And basically, I don't want to say he put he put offenses on notice, but offenses offenses had to notice him. He was a wreak havoc. He, 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 he wreaked havoc. He was a havoc wreaker. We need somebody with personality to basically bring an identity to this defense. It's lacking. Huge it's lacking. I just I'm just tough. It's just tough for me. I just don't know who's out there, bro. Chris Hill at Chris Hill44. Depressed. This defense is awful. And there's a lot of people in that conversation too, which is fun. Uh ex Bob Pille or Pill J at Bob Pill J. He's got the uh the office guys dancing with the uh <laughs> the dance lights going oh this is a great name philip tomjanlovich tom 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 love i can't pronounce your last name bro at tom john six one we'll just go with that tom john six one so fun or what's so funny to me is these armchair gms head coaches are upset meanwhile our head coach is effing fired up weather was terrible couldn't really throw the ball and we ran the ball very well i understand there are concerns but just enjoy the w and then he says jesus um at the end of the day you're right. I don't know if that game was worthy of getting Monday off, but they got Monday off. So the head coach is clearly happy. Creepy Chris at CFH underscore 1984. W is a W. But I just hope we start to get our crap together. Not looking forward to a first round ASS beating. Nor am I. That's me scratching my beard. I have one more. I got to navigate to it as it's over in my other mentions. All right. I found it. Uh, Chris Frampton underscore uh, at CUN. Oh, this is uh, Chris Frampton at C underscore F. Uh, run game is finally clicking. Get back to pairing that with Josh Allen's gunslinging, and we'll be rocking. Defense needs some juice, maybe something at the deadline. End of the day, we won. Hashtag go Bills. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Overreaction Bills podcast brought to you by the Market Dominator on the Buffalo Fanatics podcast network. I'm your host, the voice of the Overreaction Bills podcast, Joe Miller. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at Joe Miller Wired with this one single guarantee. If you follow me, I'll follow you back, and I won't unfollow you unless 
you tweet porn. So stay away from porn. And basically all that's saying, as much as it sounds funny, basically what I'm saying is, is regardless of your politics, regardless of your religious beliefs, regardless of where you find yourself personally, I'm not going to unfollow you. I'm not shallow like that. The reality is, is we can all get along. We can all coexist. And with what's going to happen on Tuesday in this country, you know, it is my hope and prayer that we can be united. Um, I believe this is still the greatest country on earth. And I believe that this will continue and can remain to be the greatest country on earth if we just love a little better and if we just deny ourselves a little more and if we look for compromise versus always looking to be right. So please do me a favor. If you have not yet, travel or find your way over or navigate your way over to Twitter, type in at Joe Miller Wired and follow me and I'll be sure to follow you back. Can't wait to talk to you guys on Wednesday. The Hump Day Hotline is on Wednesday with myself and at J. Spence the King, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time across YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter on the Buffalo Fanatics uh, Multicast Network. Uh, and then you will also find me on, I do a preview show every single week, so be looking for that for my preview show that comes out on Saturdays, drops on Saturdays, preview pod. I'll be previewing the Seattle football game uh, this coming weekend. But uh, I love you guys. I'm so thankful for you, as always. Uh, just appreciate just the connection, the opportunity to speak to you guys. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you do, again, please subscribe. Please go to your uh, uh, whatever podcast platform you're listening to. Go to that right now or as soon as you're done listening to this, which will be in about three seconds. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review. That way other people who are looking for Bill's podcast can find this. They can read your review and they'll be like, oh, this guy seems like he knows what he's talking about and I'm going to want to listen to it. So with that, love you guys. As always, we'll talk to you very, very soon. Uh, if When you're done listening to me, make sure you listen to Joe Marino, uh, Locked on Bills. Make sure you're listening to uh, Bot on the Buffalo Fanatics Podcast Network. Make make sure you're listening to all the content providers. we got a new person, uh, Bree, uh, Chick Talks Bills, I believe is what her, her show is called, or Bills Chick Talks Bills or something like that. Uh, regardless, we have everything that you need. Uh, if you have, if you need a recommendation on who to go to next, hit me up on Twitter. I'll let you know. Uh, there's a lot of great content out there. Obviously, Bruce Nolan is great. Uh, the Cover One guys are great. All the Buffalo Fanatics guys are great. Like, just there's there's tons of alternate content out there. You just got to look for it. And if you don't know where to find it, put a tweet out. Find me, and I'll point you in the right direction. So, with that, uh, appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Love being a part of Bills Mafia. We're six and two, yo. Four and zero in the division. Four and zero in the division. Bills Mafia rise. Go Bills. Bills.